You're listening to the Simple Pen Podcast. Pinterest for business advice that goes down smooth and easy. Here's your host, Kate All. Hey there, welcome to another episode of the Simple Pin Podcast. I'm your host, Kate All. I'm the owner and founder of Simple Pin Media. We are a Pinterest management and marketing agency. We help you find and convert your perfect person on Pinterest. Today, we're going to be talking with my friend Jessica Turner about how to do affiliate marketing the right way. And this could not be a more perfectly timed episode for Q4. We have more people shopping online than ever before. And the opportunity for you to make money through affiliate marketing is really, really strong. So what we're going to be doing in this episode is walking through Jessica's progression of how she realized affiliate marketing could be a really lucrative part of her business. And I know there's a lot of people listening who sell their own products. So as you listen to this, be thinking of it from the perspective of who could be an affiliate for you. Jessica will share a really great story about a company that she reached out to to become their very first affiliate, which led to exponential growth for this company. So don't just see affiliate marketing as something for the blogger, but really see it as something for the company. How can you leverage the tips that she gives in this podcast to really get your product off the ground, whether it's digital or physical or even your services? Any type of referral or affiliate program can be really beneficial to getting in front of future customers. One of the tools that we have here at Simple Pin that is free that we think would be super helpful for you is our Pinterest image guide. So one of the things that's really key when it comes to any type of affiliate marketing, whether it's on Pinterest or anywhere else, is really nailing your images and the messaging you have on that image. So if you go to simplepinmedia.com, Pinterest-image, Dash guide. I know that's not easy. Or you can just go to simplepinmedia.com, go to free resources, and you'll see the Pinterest image guide. That will help you really level up your images to get ready for Q4 to sell even more than you thought possible. So if you want any of the links that we talk about, you can go to simplepinmedia.com slash 212. We'll also have a link to the image guide. Jessica does have a new course out. She's going to talk about it at the end. And this course really came from her helpfulness to the community to really think about how to really challenge the community to go outside what they thought was the norm of affiliate marketing and really explore new opportunities. So I hope you're encouraged by this episode. You walk away with some great ideas and tips and tricks for how to really increase affiliate sales of the products that you promote and also the products that you sell. All righty, let's dive in. Hey, Jessica, welcome to the Simple Pin Podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm really happy to be here today. Well, I am so excited to chat with you. And this is the first time that you've been on the podcast. So tell my audience who you are and what you do. I do a lot. Where do I begin? (laughs) (laughs) So my name is Jessica. I am a mom of three kids in Nashville. I actually basically have two full-time jobs. So I have a day job working in corporate marketing, marketing, doing strategic communications and social media for a large healthcare company in Nashville. And then I run a really successful lifestyle blog and online platform called The Mom Creative. 
I'm on Instagram at Jessica N. Turner and just give moms a lot of great tips on how to thrive amidst a busy life. I love sharing a good deal and a good hack and I don't know. I'm just juggling a lot. I've also written a couple books. I always forget to mention that. Um, I wrote two books called The Fringe Hours and Stretch Too Thin, which it kind of sounds like I am. Um, (laughs) But how to go from feeling kind of like you're just barely hanging on to really thriving. Well, and I was going to say, I was going to bring up the books too, if you didn't go there. But I remember I... um, read stretch too thin and I took the mini course that you had and it was so helpful for me because in that you talk about time tracking and you hear people say all the time like I don't have any time I don't have any time but when you made us do that time tracking thing I was like oh I've got time I'm just not using it wisely it was really (laughs) it was really good for me and I think it was good for me in a time where I just couldn't see straight and so I have appreciated that book and its impact you know from in my life on that and you of all people. And I was just going to bring that up like two full-time jobs. I always watch you on Instagram and I'm like, does that woman sleep? I mean, (laughs) I do sleep. I do make time for myself. I'm really good about practicing self-care. Most nights I get seven to eight hours of sleep. I think that, I don't know. I'm sort of weird. Um, (laughs) I just have a lot of capacity and can get a lot done. I'm a really quick writer, which helps me from a blogging and social media perspective. I also, I think, just use my time really well. So if I'm driving in the car and I'm by myself, I might dictate the beginnings of an Instagram post or a blog post into my phone or, you know, just using my time kind of a little differently so that I've got capacity to do all of these things. And I really thrive on it all. So I think that makes a difference too. I like all of it. If I didn't like it all, I think it would be a burden and and some things would need to change. Yeah, great point about that. So let's let's go down the road of the mom creative. When did you start um, blogging on that site? So I'm a blogging dinosaur. I started blogging <laughs> in 2006. Oh, wow. I love it. I think so I actually got my first even, blog then. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't even the mom creative then. I wasn't a mom then. Um, I got pregnant in 2007 and had my first child in 2008. And I think I rebranded in maybe 2008 or 2009 to the mom creative. And is that when you started to think of it more like a business? Was that also the same time you started thinking about affiliate marketing? Kind of walk us through that progression. Sure. So, gosh, I didn't start thinking about it as a business right away. I couldn't imagine how I could monetize it at that point. You know, that was the very beginning of mommy blogging, and it was all sort of the Wild West. And I was just excited to share things that I was finding, but I wasn't really interested in affiliate links or even had any understanding of what that was. And it was the end of 2010, beginning of 2011. And I had a friend who was in the frugal blogging space. And she shared an offer about a canvas. And it was an 8x10 canvas. I still have it. And it was free. And for every person who ordered this free canvas, you got paid $15. I remember those deals. Those are amazing. Those are amazing. They're still around. I I still find them every now and again. But you got paid $15 for this free trial or this free canvas. And at the time, I was blogging a lot about scrapbooking and memory keeping. That was how I got my start. And so obviously, creating a photo canvas was perfect for my audience and for who was following me. And so I shared about that deal and I made $1,500. You would have thought it was a million 
dollars. I mean, we were just poor as house rats at that point. And that was just so much money to us. I mean, it's still so much money. I mean, $1,500, totally. you yes. know, on an affiliate promotion is great. I don't want to diminish that. But, uh, you know, I had previously, I was just looking actually at my data on my affiliates. And in 2009, in September, I made $12 and like 49 cents on Amazon. <laughs> So to have made $1,500 on a, a single thing was just incredible and really eye-opening. And so that really began my journey to starting to do more affiliate marketing on my site. So then with that, you get this huge windfall. You're like, oh my gosh, did was that was the next month you started to seek out opportunities? Or where did you really go from there with trying to understand this whole thing of affiliate marketing? Because people in the beginning... They f always feel like everybody else has the secret and nobody's willing to share with me. How do I figure out where to go, what to do? Talk me through a little bit about what your next step was after this big windfall. So I promoted it again. The canvas was supposed to only be available for free in December. And I did it again in January. And I made like that same amount of money again. I'm like, okay, I need to find more of these types of opportunities. So of course, Amazon is what we all were using at the time. And so I started dabbling with Amazon. But again, I wasn't looking to change my voice or my style. So I had to find things that made sense for me. And one affiliate partner that really made sense for me was Dayspring. They are the faith division of Hallmark. And for a long time, gosh, I think close to 10 years, I wrote for a site that they had called Encourage, which was a site for women encouraging women kind of on their faith journey. So it made a lot of sense to talk about Dayspring products because I was getting them as a writer. I, I We were paid in part in credit. And so I was always getting new things from Dayspring. So I would share those on my blog and in social media. And then I started working with their affiliate manager and saying, what about if we did a special promotion? Could I offer this vase just to my audience for $5? Could we do an exclusive coupon code and started doing more of that? And then really began to see tremendous revenue generated in terms of hundreds, if not thousands of dollars on these campaigns, sharing things that I loved that I was using in my home with my audience and offering them a really great price on it. And so that really opened my eyes to, okay, how can I do this for more brands with more products with things that I'm already using and loving in my home and in my life? So as you did this and you were really wading into the waters with your audience, and I'm assuming at this time you had a pretty, a pretty established audience, not to where it is now, but were you ever afraid that you were going to come across as salesy or people were going to see through it and they were just going to stop reading? You know, I don't think there was anything to see through. It's really important to me in anything that I'm sharing that it's something that I use and love and that I am serving my audience by telling them about it. That's what I really think about with affiliate marketing and the way that I do it is it's an extension of my brand and I am coming alongside women by sharing things that are serving me well that will serve them well whether that is a Kiwi crate that's going to keep their kids busy or it's a great sale on Amazon. I am always looking for things to better my life and that are going to better them. So I don't think that I don't think of it as, you know, something to see through. I think that it's really important to be authentic. So no, it was just a really natural progression. And I was really cognizant that I wasn't running too much of that type of content all at once. You know, it's really interesting, Kate, my 
psych traffic is a fraction of what it was. I mean, I think at that point, it was probably 100,000 or more hits a month. And now it's probably more in like the 25 to 35,000 range. I use my site as a landing page. You know, I'm certainly grateful for kind of the back SEO that happens on some of the old content, but I don't blog in the same way now. I'm doing a lot more on social media and microblogging on Instagram and some of those types of things. But what's tremendous is how much my revenue has increased. I mean, alone in 2020, in nine months, my affiliate income has tripled this year. And I really haven't changed what I've been doing that dramatically. I think that I've just gotten better at finding the right offers. And also more people are buying online than ever. And I really believe that influencer work is pivoting to doing more with affiliates. You know, brands aren't as willing to just pay for a sponsored post and have no idea what that performance is going to be. They want to pay for performance. And so this is a great way if you have an audience that you can sell to or an audience where you can talk really authentically about products, you can make so much more money. And I think I feel really good about doing it with integrity and ethically. Yeah, definitely agree with all of that. And I have seen that as we have worked with so many clients over the last almost seven years, that traffic that you speak to of being super high seven years ago, and then now almost cut in half or a third of what it was. But people who've gotten smarter and more strategic about how they make money are actually making triple, quadruple to what they made when their traffic was super high. And I think that just lends to being smart and strategic with the affiliates that you work with and really getting to know your audience well over all these years. And it's interesting to me, I'll have people say to me, I had a friend say this yesterday, well, you know, Jessica, it's really easy for you because your audience lets you sell to them. And I just think that is such a cop-out. You know, we're working online. It costs money to run our businesses. We should be able to sell to our audiences. And if members of our audience don't want to occasionally get a sales pitch or hear about something that's on sale or click on an affiliate link, they're free to go elsewhere. But this is an important part of my revenue stream and I think can be an important part of a lot of people's revenue streams. And so I really challenge influencers who say, oh, well, my site isn't good for that to really think about why are they saying that? Like, how can they cultivate that relationship with their audience to be different, to click more, to um, be strategic in what they're sharing so that they can get those commissions? Because I think anyone can do it. I don't think that I have a special audience. I think that my audience certainly has gotten trained to the idea of me sharing deals and sharing things that I'm finding and being trained to swipe up. But I don't think that that means that they're special or different. I just think that that means it's maybe a little easier at first, but not that there is an opportunity for everyone. Well, and you and I talked a couple weeks ago and you said something that I've been actually thinking about ever since. And that was this idea that you really went and pursued affiliates that maybe didn't even have an affiliate program or hadn't even thought about it. And I think about, um, I can't remember the company that you were talking about that you started to bridge this relationship with and that you were super close with like the affiliate marketing manager. But I think about those people that give you that pushback. And I think there's somebody out there who has a product that is a match with your audience that is looking for somebody to be the advertising for them. And that's what affiliate marketing is. It's advertising to get in front of these audiences because their other option is really print or online ads or Facebook or Instagram or Pinterest. And you are actually somebody with a voice who can speak directly to a warm audience. Like, why wouldn't people be willing to pay for that? 
Absolutely. I think the client that I was talking about with you was Grove Collaborative. And now everyone knows who Grove is and everyone has seen those offers that they give for the free Mrs. Myers and that sort of thing. But I was actually Grove Collaborative's very first affiliate partner. And I will never forget this. It's one of my proudest little feathers in my affiliate hat. I was having dinner with the founder of Grove, and this was several years ago now. And he said, Jessica, I'm going to be really honest with you. If it was not for you, Grove might not be in existence. And he wasn't talking about my affiliate revenue that I generated for his business, but more the idea of affiliates being brought to him and him running with that for his business because affiliates transformed their business model and brought them a tremendous number of new customers and loyal customers who really loved them. And then their company grew out of that. So I do think that if there is somebody that you see that could be a great partner and they don't have an affiliate program, going to them and saying, hey, I would love to refer people to you. Can we talk about some sort of compensated model for doing that can be lucrative for you and for them. Hmm. And I think this also applies, those who are listening, this applies to both B2B and B2C. So while we're talking a lot about business to consumer here, really think about business to business because there are other businesses that are looking for you to promote their products to your market. And so don't just think that if it doesn't come along in a very traditional way, that you can't bust down the doors and, you know, Jessica, like what you said, the growth situation is such a great example of this one connection and helping a business out so that they aren't trying to hustle in a platform that maybe is not going to work for them. They're trying to spend all this money in ads. They've now connected with their target person through you. And that's such a great way to see business growth. Absolutely. And that authenticity is so key because anything that you love, you're going to communicate about better than something that you aren't familiar with or that you don't really use. I tell people in my course, Affiliate Marketing for Influencers, you've got to spend money to make money. Like You have to be a customer of the products that you're going to push really hard. That is what's going to really make a difference in your tone, in what you're communicating, and the opportunity for great photography and video and all of that comes with spending a little money and getting to know the product. Absolutely. Okay. Here's an interesting question for you. What is the biggest mistake you've made in affiliate marketing? Assuming you've actually made a mistake. So if you haven't, oh, gosh, <laughs> I, you know, I should, I sh I'm sure I have probably not starting sooner and not going all in. I think um, this isn't direct to affiliate marketing, but I would say the biggest mistake that I've made in my business that definitely impacts affiliate marketing is not investing in growing my email list sooner. That is a really big regret. Um, my daughter is nine and I remember taking her to a conference in Atlanta on affiliate marketing called NAMS. I was still nursing her. So she was less than one year old. And that conference talked a lot about the importance of an email list. And I did nothing with that information. And so my biggest mistake was not investing in email and in not using the email list that I did have to promote more affiliate opportunities that I was pitching on my site in a more strategic manner because email definitely drives a high volume of conversion. And I regret not really understanding that and leveraging that sooner. Well, what was what do you think was your biggest hurdle to that? Because you're not the first person to say that. I think there's a lot of people, especially in that eight, nine years ago range, who heard about, you know, email marketing and was like, eh, I don't know. But what would you say 
obviously you were nursing too at the time. So having little kids also probably could have factored into this. But why didn't you want to lean into it or what was your objection at the time? I didn't have an objection. My biggest hurdle always has been capacity. I've got a 40-hour week traditional day job. And so I'm literally writing my blog at five in the morning, you know, a few hours on the weekend. And so it was just, what do I have capacity to do? And creating email funnels was just something that was never at the top of the list. There was always sponsored content to do. And there was always, you know, running that I was doing for this affiliate campaign or that thing, you know, it just never was, oh, let me carve out a half day to write an email funnel to acquire new subscribers. Um, So I think that's, I think that's what it was. It really was just a, a lack of time um, in terms of where I felt like I needed to put my energy. Well, and I think that's actually kind of an encouragement to those people out there who don't have the capacity to do all the things that you still had it be really successful with affiliate marketing in the channels that you had and you saw success. And I think that's an encouragement just to those people over those last, you know, eight to nine years that, you know, I'm assuming you invested in it before the eight to nine years. But I think that's just encouraging for people to hear that we can't do all the things sometimes and that's okay. We can't. And you know what? I've made tens of thousands of dollars without having a big email list. And so absolutely, you don't need that big list to generate a lot of revenue. Great encouragement. Okay. So what is one piece of advice you would give to somebody who is just starting out today with affiliate marketing? Begin. (laughs) Take affiliate marketing for influencers. I really think that Getting good training on how to do it well is going to help you be more successful much faster. Um, So while I'm not trying to do a sales pitch here, I think that getting good training, you know this from the great training that you do on Pinterest, nothing beats education. And so I think if you want to begin and do this really well and not just dabble with some Amazon affiliate links or a single program, but really learn from someone who has generated hundreds of thousands of dollars over the years with affiliate links. The way to do that is by getting good education. Um, The other piece of advice that I would say is don't start with a lot of programs. Start small with just a few that you think you can really lean into and that you can really talk authentically about. And then you can expand. People always ask me, how many programs should I sign up for? And I think that's a really personal question. I think it depends a lot on your capacity, what your brand is, what your audience will bear. Um, I like to have a lot of programs so that at any time I can pivot or I can link to something quickly. But when you're just starting out, that can feel really overwhelming. So just signing up for a single management company like Cactus Media is really small. And so they give you a lot of good personal attention or one of the bigger ones like Reward Style or Share a Sale where you can get access to more programs all at once. But don't feel like you need to sign up for everything right out of the gate. Start small with just a few and then grow from there. Perfect. So begin and start small. Okay. So tell us again about the course that you are doing. And I have heard just, I just want to say, I have heard so many great things about how helpful you have been. I know you did a Facebook group for a little while. I don't know if you're still doing it, but I know that people have just said how amazing it is and that your education and your teaching is just really supportive of them with the affiliate marketing realm. So I am excited about this course that you have. So tell people more about it. 
Yeah. So it's called Affiliate Marketing for Influencers. And it's the first course in the space that is specifically geared toward the influencer experience. So it isn't just a general affiliate marketing course, but it gives a lot of case studies and examples and just really good application to how to apply affiliate marketing to your platforms, both if you have a blog and on social media. It's a seven-day course, so it's really doable. I didn't want to create you know, one of these courses with dozens of modules and lots of things to fill out. It's very doable, um, just 30 to 50 minutes a day. And it goes through everything. It goes through data. It goes through organization. It goes through picking the right partners. It has a lot of case studies. It gives my tips for really developing in-depth affiliate campaigns, which has led to the biggest successes that I've had in terms of revenue and gives people a really good blueprint to take this information and apply it to their own businesses. And I think right now is such a smart time to take this going into holiday season and Q4. This is a super lucrative time for affiliates. And 2020 has been the year where online sales have just catapulted, right? Because we're all staying safer at home. People are not shopping in stores as much. And so really leaning into this and learning how to do this well can, I think, be transformative for a lot of influencers' businesses. I really believe that this is where the influencer business model is going to go. I think we are going to see continually brands stepping away from doing sponsored campaigns and instead doing hybrid models where they'll maybe pay a small fee plus pay affiliate or want to go to strictly pay for performance. And so being someone who has a really good understanding about affiliate links and about how to use them well and understanding what managers are looking for and that sort of thing is going to really make you stand out from everybody else. Yeah, amen to that. So I want to say too, um, if you want more information on this, we're going to have the links to the show notes. And we have a lot more information for those of you who are trying to figure out how to put your affiliate promotions on Pinterest. So we have a few other podcasts that we've done, uh, some rules you need to follow, some strategies as far as like images and blog posts. So we're going to link to those in the show notes at simplepinmedia.com slash 212. We'll also link to Jessica's course. We hope that you will take it, especially like you just said, Jessica, the Q4 opportunity for sales this year is unlike anything we've ever seen before. It's it's really going to be something to watch. So I'm excited to see how people can also increase their income through affiliate marketing. Pinterest is a big part of this strategy. And on the social media day in the course, I go through a lot of tips that you shared with me and reference your tools. I mean, I think that what you offer is so fantastic and really something that we all should be referencing and using. So thank you for all the resources you put out there, Kate. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for that. I appreciate that encouragement. So where can people go to connect with you? My favorite place to hang out is Instagram. And I am Jessica N. Turner on Instagram. If you're looking for book recommendations, you can also find me at Book Snobbery on Instagram, or you can visit my site, themomcreative.com. That is such a great Instagram handle right there, Book <laughs> Snobbery. I love it. Well, thanks so much, Jessica. And again, all the links to Jessica's site, her course, and all of our other podcasts will be at simplepinmedia.com slash 212. So make sure you go check that out and get more information about how you can rock your affiliate marketing in the final months of 2020. So thanks so much for joining us, Jessica. Thanks, Kate.